0: morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes. So make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real.
1: Meeting is being recorded. Got it. Did I
0: this? Yes, I did. Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Wellness for Real Live Summer Series. <laughs> Here today with a very special guest. So excited to have her back on our show. And so excited that my Instagram just glitched. <laughs> Oh, this is real life, y'all. Uh, let's see if we can get IG to work. What is going on here? Well, we're recording the podcast, so Jasmine, if you can hear me, just hold on. My shit's frozen. What is going on? Oh my gosh. Are you talking to me? Instagram, really? Okay. Just be on some
1: oh, man I can't. BF lately.
0: Let's try oh, this good. again. Okay. <laughs> Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Wellness for Real live summer series. All right, this is try two. Hopefully, Instagram doesn't glitch on me and kick me off. Let's pray for the best. Uh, We have a very special guest today, someone that I have been wanting to come back onto the show for so long, Um, so very excited to have this conversation and chat about everything that's been going on in her life. Um, So, yeah, let's get it going. If you guys have any questions for myself or our guest today, uh, feel free to leave them in the comments or in the little question box at the bottom. Hello. Hi. Sorry, my...
1: My connection was a little not so great, but I think we're good now. Are we good? No, you're good. I
0: actually connected once and did my whole intro and then it kicked me off (laughs) and deleted it and then just made me start over. So So it's not just me. (laughs) Definitely not. The technical difficulties are real, especially on Instagram. Yeah, it happens for sure. It's all good. (laughs) Yes. So I'm so excited you're back on the show. I know. I'm pumped, I
1: can't wait. We were just saying, I love to chat and it's been a long time, so I'm excited.
0: Yes, so for any of our our listeners who might not know who you are, do you just want to introduce yourself? And we do have a full episode with Jasmine, um, more on her backstory, so you can go back and listen to that, but I'll yeah. let you introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, sure, so my name is Jasmine Parent, AKA Jasmine Losing It here on Instagram. So I am a mom of three, partner, um, former social worker turned personal trainer, nutrition coach, and behavioral change specialist. Um, I lost a significant amount of weight in 2018 and kind of decided to get on Instagram, share that story. And the rest is kind of history. It feels like that almost feels like a lifetime ago that kind of 2018. And I've just been building and becoming an entrepreneur since and kind of left my role as a social worker and turned you know, my experience and education to be able to help others here on this little old app.
0: And that's, yeah, that's kind of me. It's amazing. You've created this like whole like empire. I love it. Yeah, it it's, it's growing and it's
1: exciting. And <laughs> yeah, it's something, it definitely wasn't the route that I thought I was going to take, but just kind of rolled with it and we're here. So yeah, it's been great. Hey, that's just
0: the way life goes sometimes, right? Yep. Exactly. I feel like the yeah. best, the best things in life are the unexpected things that happen. Yep.
1: Yeah. And the things we don't plan are the things that we don't try and force or control and just kind of yes. let things come as they come. And I've been learning that over this journey. I wasn't always someone who was able to do that very used to be very controlling in the sense of my own life and needed to have everything planned, you know, to a T, but I've kind of let go of a lot of that and been able to rid myself of a lot of stress and anxiety because you can't control everything.
0: Yeah. I definitely want to talk about that because I've seen some like huge major changes in your life um, since the last time you were on the show um, yeah. and I really see you like prioritizing yourself over mm. kind of, um, other things. Right. And I know you yeah, talk about everything. like being a, a serial people pleaser, right? Yeah. Um, so, mm. yeah. So I want to hear about kind of the, all those big changes that you've been going through over the last, what is it? It's been over a year. I'm pretty sure since you were on the show, right?
1: Yeah, it's definitely been over a year. Cause I'm trying to think, I think we had just, had I just moved or close to had just moved into the new the place the last new place yeah. <laughs> that we were in i think yeah <laughs> yes
0: yes and your son was pretty young i think you yeah, yeah. so yeah it's he been was a while. Very, oh
1: yeah yeah very good and he's he'll be 2 in 2 months so yeah. okay it's yep it's been a while yeah so it's been well over a year for sure
0: yeah yeah so let's talk about your move cuz you had kind of a big move yeah. um mm-hmm. that was uh had a lot of working parts to it so i want to hear all about it yeah
1: so, yeah, so I mean, the move was huge, really. It was a huge decision. You know, we as a family had planned for a long time. Jeremy and I had this five year plan that we kind of really stuck to. It was something that we really wanted to make happen. And the long and short of it was that we wanted to get our dream house, to get a large house that was big enough for our family and you know something that we were very proud of and very excited, had our eyes kind of focused on buying this home. So that would have been our second home. We had a starter home and anyway, we bought it. It was very exciting. Um, We got caught up for sure in the market. I know you just went through something similar in terms of selling, buying. It's like the market is crazy everywhere. So we ended up getting a beautiful home and about a few months in different, a few different things happened, but I just didn't feel right for me. And I, you know, it's kind of hard to explain because there wasn't really any one particular thing or one big reason it just didn't feel right um pulling into the house driving into the driveway you know going to bed at night it just didn't feel good it didn't feel good and jeremy and i talked about it and we both had decided there was another area of the province that we really wanted to be in and we didn't find a home in that area when we were buying and we kind of got impatient for sure and in hindsight maybe shouldn't have bought the house but You know, also, it ended up working out for us with the market, the market was in our favor when we went to sell and you know so that worked out we couldn't have predicted that at all. That wasn't the plan but it ended up being a good thing for us. And we decided, we said, you know what, let's just sell and let's just see where we end up and we'll figure it out. If we're not happy here, we should make a move. And I think it would have been really easy and I know for a fact if this had been a few years ago when I hadn't been working on myself and working on being in touch with how I feel, prioritizing how I feel, right? Because, you know, could have easily said, "No, that's too much." You know, we just move. We made a big fuss about it. I share my entire life online because, you know, it's hard to do that and it's hard to show everybody, you know, we oh, did this, it was so awesome. And then turn around and say, Oh, never mind, we changed our minds. Not so much because I care what everyone thinks, but because it's the constant messages. It's sometimes it's easier just to not do things and share things. And I got to the point where I said, you know what, I don't care because our comfort and our happiness is what matters so we said let's just do it so we sold and we're in a new place now within like a couple of days I said to Jeremy I said this is this is where we're supposed to be right now this feels good this feels like the right place for us so a lot of people I got a lot of messages from people saying like why would you do that that was stupid you know everybody has something to say I have their and opinions it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it nice to not care right. It was nice to not care about that. I was like, well, I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. We thought we would be happy there and we weren't right. And we were in a position to sell and move, move on and move forward from that. So we're just, we're just going to do that. And I'm going to do what feels good for me because I know when I'm at my best and I'm at my happiest and I'm at peace, all of the little people and my partner, everyone around me that spends time with me on a regular basis, they benefit from that and they feel better too. So. It kind of was a no brainer, but it was a tough choice, but also a no brainer at the same time.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people are going through that, especially with this housing market right now. Like Mm. we went through something similar. It took us seven. I mean, we put in seven offers before we got our house and -hmm. it's not at all what we had initially started our search for. We were kind of on the same path. We wanted to find our forever home, you know, we wanted some land, we wanted space, um, and, yes. you know, I, I still think we ended up where we need to be, like you said, at this point in our lives. For um, yeah. Right. Yeah. And we made a great investment and this is a great yes. house, but like, for me, I know that this is not where I want to be forever. For me, it's like, right. Mostly yeah. the area that I'm in and the, mm-hmm. the people yep. and the culture yep. or lack thereof. Right. In well, this that's area the reason of why we moved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so I was, I was kind of curious, like, what were your like major factors, you know, for you? Yeah. I think that's something that people don't think about when you're a family, you know, a black family, um, how, um, you know, or a family of color, like how important that is to feel comfortable in your community. Right. Mm. And accept it. Yeah. And that was the the
1: biggest one. So we were already driving the kids 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back every day to school to ensure that they went to school in the community. And when I say the community, I mean the Black community, their community, Jeremy's community where he grew up, where all of their family is. So that was number one of importance to me, especially I grew up in a very rural area. We were the only one of only two black families. It was very hard for me. And I really, I internalized a lot of that. And I still think about that to this day, things that I went through and feelings that I felt being the only one. So since I was like 13 and decided I was going to have kids and living in that rural area, I said, I will never have my kids here, right? They will never live here. I will never put them in a this an area like this I won't do that to them and so when Jeremy and I met and we were wherever we were I said I don't care where we're living they will be driving them to the community they'll be going to school there so they were already doing that so that making that drive was a big factor it was exhausting and then gas prices I'm sure as you know everywhere Blech, like crazy. The roof. We were up to like, I, th- I think I did the calculation because we do leaders, but I, we were up to around seven, something a gallon or more at one point. And it just was like, the gas was insane. Like it just was so much money. So the gas was crazy doing all of that. But then also the community was very white. There was no diversity whatsoever. And it's very important for my kids. And for me, I mean, I'm an, I'm an adult. And like I said, I went through, I grew up that way. So I can deal with it. It's not great. It's not overly comfortable, but I can deal with it that being the only brown space or brown face in white spaces um I'm used to that I don't love it um but you know it's something I'm used to but like I said I don't want that for my kids it's it's important and for those who don't understand that or don't think about that that's a privilege you have right to not have Mm -hmm. to think about that and I say to Jeremy all the time I would love to there's a part of me that would have loved to take my kids back to the valley where I grew up, because one houses are cheaper, there's way more land, it's close to my mom, I would love that. But I we can't, I know that we can't. And I couldn't do that. And I wouldn't do that. So, you know, that's, that's just a reality, right? That's a reality when you are not white, right? That is a reality and something that you do have to think about. So that was a huge factor as well in that area. And that was an area that it wasn't it. It just wasn't it. There was no diversity there. Not for, you know, wasn't comfortable for us. It wasn't comfortable for. Wouldn't have been comfortable for our kids as they got older. I know for sure. And I need them to see other black faces. They they need that. And representation is extremely important. And I you know that's my goal as a mom is to make sure that they always feel represented and that they feel proud to be who they are. And they need to be able to see other faces and have peers classmates um, who reflect them as well. So that was a huge factor for us.
0: I love that. So you're yeah. doing you're doing things for you and for your family. Mm. Um, and I'm really noticing that you are getting very good at setting boundaries um, mm. like with yeah. this face so that's I want so to good. talk yeah. about that because I know when we talked mm. last time that you said that that's something you've always struggled with yeah yeah um,
1: I was so, I was drowning when we talked last honestly like I was yeah. drowning I was like just trying to keep my head above water and working like 15 16 hour days on my phone answering messages like it was a, you know doing work at like 11 because oh someone made an order I've got to do it right like I it was even not not even two years ago I was literally drowning and I think a lot of entrepreneurs do go through that um but the uniqueness of it the social media aspect and having that phone where it's like mm-hmm. I want to scroll you know it's nighttime. oh I'm nice and relaxed I'm going to do a little like casual scrolling and then now I'm working Right now I'm on my app and messaging clients back at 1130, like oh, right. So yeah, and I just didn't, it just became the norm for me for so long and I didn't know how to get myself out of that. And then I was struggling with, well, people would expect this. And then I'm like, no, they don't. They're not, you know, if you're not there, they're okay. Like no one's really, you know, although sometimes I won't post a story. So this, I'm sure you get this too, Marlena. Sometimes I won't post a story for a day and I'll have like this influx of messages being like, are you okay, is everything okay? Which is- Yeah. Nice. Right. Like it's nice on one level, but on the other level, I'm like, I'm okay. It's okay. (laughs) Like I'm all right. Right. So it's like this balance you've got to figure that out so now I just communicate that to avoid them say I'm going to be off my storage for 48 hours or I'm yeah. fine or you know I'm doing this and that's a nice healthy balance for me to take that time and then other you know people who show the concern which is sweet right I appreciate that then they're not worried too right or you know sending me messages and me coming back to a bunch of dms that I have to answer right so yeah setting those boundaries has been huge and when I realized that it was not only affecting my own mental health but I was becoming you know know. shorter tempered, wasn't sleeping as much. It was affecting my fitness goals because I wasn't getting as enough rest. I wasn't feeling rested. And I was prioritizing other people's fitness goals over my own. Right, like trying to, I had to bring that back, right? I had to pull all of that back in. And I took like a big break to kind of get my head right and figure out the new approach that I was going to take and was very clear in communicating that, which I think is huge when setting boundaries, right? And especially when people Mm -hmm. come to expect something of you, right, they're just, they're not being needy or whatever. They've always gotten that, right? So people are going to expect what you give them. So if mm-hmm. you're going to change that, I think it's fair to communicate that. And then they're like, oh, okay, this is what's going on now. And then usually, and you know, people who support and follow me, support and follow you, they they don't care. They're like, cool. Are you happy? Are yeah. you good? Right? Yeah. Are you good? Are you happy? And I think it's good to demonstrate and show those things to others so that they can then hopefully... Think about themselves and be like, yeah, I sh- I could do that, right? Maybe I should set some boundaries in my life with the people that I spend time with, or my work, or my friends, or whatever it might be. Because I think everybody on some level does struggle with boundaries, for sure, and needing to get, you know, get give, give some more to themselves, but feeling guilt to commu- feeling guilty to communicate that with other people because they think, oh, well, I've always done that. It's like, well, if it's no longer working for you, you don't have to keep doing it, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I know for me, like, one of the most overwhelming things about this space is, like, having an assload of DMs and having to reply Mm. to people, like, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, like, I'm, I have, like, 1% of the following that you have, so it's, like, you know, for, I, I feel like people forget, like people think that being in this space and like building a business in this space is like an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think sometimes people lack empathy, um, for social media content creators, um, because they think it's just like this easy job. Like you just come on here and you're just like, Hey, hey." yeah, Yeah. it must
1: be nice comments. I'm like, well, you
0: could come over here if
1: you like, it right? Like, not you?
0: Nice. yeah, come <laughs> live a day over here for just once, right? right. Twenty-four yeah. hours, but it's um,
1: constant like mental gymnastics too, and mm-hmm. like aside from the whole the algorithm and Instagram changing every week, right? Aside from that, but the you know, comments from other people, and then it's like, okay, I don't care what so-and-so says, but then someone sends me, you know, something else racist, and I'm like, well, you know, that's not ideal. It's just, like, it's really, you know, I have anxiety to check my message requests, and I don't know that that will ever go away, to be honest. Like, I see my hidden requests as well, and I just don't touch them, because I've opened them before, and it's just... Well, use your imagination of the kinds of things people could say to someone who's Black, and then there it is, right? So it's like, that causes a lot of anxiety to the point, sometimes you don't even want to go, I don't even want to look at my messages sometimes. So, but then I feel guilty because people are asking questions, or then you get people saying, oh, well, screw you, you didn't answer me back. And I'm like, I didn't even see it. I have not seen that message, right? So it's like, it's a constant it's like a love hate i said to one of my friends yeah. this morning i said i love it so much and the next day i don't ever want to open the app i love it so yes. much right? <laughs> no, it's pretty much everyday changes yeah
0: yeah no i i totally feel you and uh it's i, I just wish people would be a little bit more understanding about yeah. that because um people do take it very personal and it's just like yes. i'm just like you're just one person. I don't think people right. realize like you are the other person on the side of that phone. Like, right. Yeah. There's not a robot a responding As to messages and with
1: three kids and a yes. business it's like, you know, empathy needs to be there. And I'm, to be honest, anytime anyone comes at me with that kind of energy, I just, I just block them because we're not going <laughs> to have any engagement anyway. I don't want right. that energy around me. I don't need you even as a client right if you're asking me a question and then you know I say to people if you really wanted to get in touch with me and you were serious about you know whatever it was and it was really something you need to answer with go to the email button on my page it's there Mm -hmm. you can email me a legitimate message but a dm and I think most people know at this point anybody with you know 10,000 plus followers dms are hard to look at right Mm -hmm. it is hard to get to those so you know, sometimes I'll get emails from people and they're, they're serious. Right. So that tells me that you're serious about that communication. Cause I can't ever guarantee that I will see, even see your DMS, let alone be able to get back to you. I can't make that promise. I like to, but I can't always.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just to go back to the house situation. So you're in a new house now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what is the plan? Are you, is this your forever house or do you guys have big plans for the future? Yeah, we're plans. We have plans. So we're renting okay. here.
1: This is a great spot. We The landlord's great. He, we, we he's only ever, I only messaged him one time since we moved in. He, he leaves us alone. We leave, It's great. So we really like where we're at. The location is perfect for where we want to be right now. Very close to Jeremy's family, which is great. Um, And then his family has land right in the community where we wanted to build. So they're just figuring out some final things with the land. And then pretty soon we're going to get to go and like survey off our people and then we can slowly start the process to build we're not in a rush which is nice I don't feel like oh my gosh we have to do it in so many years so we're just going to do it in steps so we'll start with clearing the land then we'll start with you know power to the land you know all that stuff so we're just going to take our time and when we get there we get there I think people have to adjust with the times and this was something I had to learn I said you know it's not realistic some first of all saying a forever home I mean I get that idea and we were very tunnel visioned with that forever home in five years it's like mm-hmm. what's even forever right like why how do we know that you know and <laughs> I was so that was I think I probably would have made the choice to sell the house sooner than we did we were only there a year 11 months but I probably would have even made the choice even sooner if I wasn't so stuck on that but this was our forever home right mm-hmm. so now I'm just kind of I'm now at a point with everything and it's so freeing and I, I smile about it all the time because i was so different five years ago like my whole everything about me has changed physically and mentally like honestly almost everything I honestly now I'm at the point I'm like well if it happens it happens if it doesn't something else will happen right and at this point in my life the goal you know I'm thinking about comfort and happiness right it has to be I want to be comfortable and I want to be happy and I'll make changes to my life if necessary, or we will, Jeremy and I, to make sure those are those things are paramount, right? Are we comfortable where we are and are we happy? And I know, recognize that that is a privilege and something we're able to navigate and we're able to get out of a situation we didn't want to be in. And I know not everyone can just say, okay, let's up and do that. So I am grateful that we we're able to do that and... I'm just, I don't, I'm not sticking myself in any more boxes, right? Yeah. You know, I said, we've got to, I'm going to be a social worker and I'm going to have my forever home before a journey starts school, our oldest, and that's where we're going to stay. And now I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to build our house. <laughs> it's going to be great. I know we're going to build our house. We're going to be in the community. We're going to be surrounded by family. We're going to be surrounded by other members of the Black community. It's going to be beautiful. And who knows what will happen five years after that. Hopefully we'll stay. If not, that'll. if we don't stay there, it's because something else amazing happen some other awesome opportunity right so i think i always just tell people just be open to opportunities it honestly frees you up for way to let way more joy in because sometimes when we're not open to new things or we're not open to other opportunities which may not be what you planned we miss out on a lot of things so Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you gotta go jump out of a plane tomorrow it just means be open to letting those things in if and when they present themselves
0: Absolutely. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. Like I, one of the biggest things that I feel like I still struggle with is blocking my blessings Mm. due to fear, due to, you know, um, the idea of change and yeah. Yeah. And anxiety is real, Mm. right? Yeah. Um, So that's definitely something I've been working a lot on as well as like just being, able to more so go with the flow of things yeah. and like i am a pretty laid-back person but i'm also mm-hmm. like a control freak Same. <laughs> I, really, yes. I, I feel like we're very similar in that yes. sense. Like yes.
1: and the controlling part comes from the anxiety
0: Right? Yes. It's like the fear yes. of the unknown. I
1: don't like the unknown because I don't want things popping up. Like I need not yep. know what's happening. When's it, you know, I need to know. I need yes. to Yes. I like
0: to be prepared.
1: Prepared. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. Yes. It's not I need to control everybody. It's like, yes. I just want to make sure nothing's going to pop up. That's going to send me into a frenzy. But yes. it's good to talk about this too, because then when you talk about it, it's like, well, what could happen? I'm like, I don't know something, right? Well, what would yes. be the worst that could happen? So I'm constantly reminding myself that my anxiety is does, is not me. Right? It's yeah. a part of me and it's something that I'm never going to be able to fully get rid of, but I'm like constantly talking myself down. I'm like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. This is going to be okay. You're capable of going going through this situation. You're capable of trying this new thing and just constantly talking myself through it. Otherwise I would be, you know, in my bedroom all the time and never go out and so and socialize. And once <laughs> I'm out, I'm pumped. I love that yes. I get out, like, yes. I'm like crying before I go. Yes. On the so- way, doing my breathing
0: exercises.
1: <laughs> right, which is so important, I think, for people to hear that, because I think people kind of downplay anxiety in the sense that mm-hmm. like
0: they'll just say, "Oh, I was so
1: anxious." and I'm like, and yes, people experience anxiety but experiencing anxiety over a particular situation versus having it living with it every single day are two very different things and it's I sometimes feel detached from it like it's here my normal self is here and we're just like batting heads all the time I'm like leave me alone right like I'm just gonna (laughs) and sometimes you have to do that at risk of sounding like I have you know two personalities but it's like sometimes you have to talk yourself down because like you said you don't want to miss out on all those blessings like come to me like let them in I need them all I want them all
0: yes and it can be really hard to open yourself up to that yeah sounds it it sounds easy but it's right it it can be really difficult it's a
1: constant it's like a constant Mm -hmm. reminder I'm always like nope we're fine keep it moving like we are okay we
0: are yes (laughs) do you feel like for you imposter syndrome plays a role in that as well like I'm like I find it so interesting how people on the internet will watch your life. And I'm this way too. I'll watch people and I'll be like, wow, they have it so together. Like they're just, they're so successful. They're Mm. doing so great. And one thing I've really realized through doing this podcast, um, is that everybody deals with that anxiety. Everybody deals with self-doubt. Yeah. Everybody deals with those, those thoughts and those feelings. Uh, I'm just curious what your experience is. I try to
1: share it as much as I can when I'm feeling that way, because I want people to understand that. And I want people to know that we are all feeling this way. And I said it to Jeremy the other day, actually, because I'm playing around with, you know, what, you know, because the biggest thing is find your niche. I'm like, I don't have, I'm all over the place. Like I'm talking about everything. And I just, that's kind of who I am. And I, that's, maybe that's my niche talking about a little bit of, you know, everything because this, there, to me you know there is no one thing in fitness right there's got to be or a healthy journey it's got to be all encompassing because especially if you want a real one and a long-term one it, it involves mm-hmm. your kids or your life and your job and the food you eat the movement you do or don't do and working through your mental health it's like it's all encompassing and uh, I said to Jeremy I said I want to start putting out more um like educational content like reels and me talking more and then I'm like then I have that imposter syndrome comes in and I'm like, well, do I know what I'm talking about? I know that I know what I'm talking about. And I would never talk about something that I didn't know, right? Like, there's a lot of people on this app who talk about a lot of things and give a lot of advice that they are not at all qualified to give lots of unethical things going on in the space as you know and yes. I said to Jeremy I'm like I'm sitting back here apprehensive to talk about the things that I'm very well versed in that I understand I've taken you know I have the not only the experience but the actual formal education as well so I'm sitting back being like uh, do I want to talk about that or give that advice meanwhile other people are just after to the races they're sharing everything <laughs> telling people do this don't do that you've got to do this mm-hmm. and go ahead any qualifications to do so so that imposter syndrome is huge and I think for me again it's just those constant reminders I'm a big talker I tell everyone I work with you've got to talk to yourself you've got to check yourself I always tell everyone I'm like well ask yourself why why are you feeling that way is that a fair representation of what's actually going on reminding yourself that you're capable of hard things and you've got to talk to yourself because otherwise what happens is we fall into this cycle of what we've always done or what's comfortable, right? Staying in that comfort zone or, you know, I'm not someone, I have clients say, oh, I'm not someone who can go to the gym. I don't do that. I want to, but I don't do that. I'm like, well, if you want to, you, you could be, or you could do that. You could be that person. So that's me all the time saying you can be the person who puts out educational content. What you have to say is a value. I'm already doing it on my stories on a very regular basis. And then I think too, like you said, it's that comfort of, you know, putting, like lose it's it's a comfort zone, right? My story is safer. It feels safer. Um that's why I'm not on TikTok because it is not safe. (laughs) Nobody's safe on TikTok. TikTok is wild. TikTok is wild. And that's why I'm not on there. I don't have the that is a protection for my own mental health. Cause I don't want to do that. I feel like I would just like throwing myself to the wolves. Um, but in terms of here, definitely deal with imposter syndrome on a regular basis, but it gets, it does get better, right? The yeah. more experience I gain, the more that I, I would, I love to learn. I love to read. I'm doing the girls gone strong course right now. I love to continue to, you know, level up. And that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. And I want to make sure the information that I put out there, it's very important for me that I'm not putting out false information or spreading you know bullshit because there's a lot of that on here and there's a lot of people latching (laughs) on to anything and everything Mm -hmm. because we know and we we've been there you know that when you're trying to change your body your mind trying to do this whole journey you're vulnerable and you'll Mm -hmm. kind of latch on to anything that might seem good right so a lot of people take advantage of that and take advantage of people and I will never do that I can you know confidently say that's not mm-hmm. me it's not who I am so it's very important for me that when I do speak about things that I that it's legitimate information
0: yeah and I don't know if you do this but I do this regularly where I will like batch create content and then I never share it <laughs> yeah
1: I have a lot <laughs> <laughs> I have over 100
0: graphs I'm like, nah, I just never share it. So I'm glad it's not just me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I, and I said, when I did my, I think it was January when I did that. It's a me season reel with the Issa Rae um, audio. And ever since then, life's been better honestly, on Instagram. And, you know, I shared that I, you know, I started being a bit more myself, on, even on my stories, like swearing a bit more. Cause when I first got an Instagram, people were like, you're yeah, a mom, you can't swear. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> is this a thing? So uh, I think getting the influx of followers that I did very early and never planning for it That kind of threw me. And then I got into this little space of trying to kind of be myself, but also cater to people and got caught up in that a little bit. And I think that that's normal when you are on Instagram in some level, because, you know, you've got to figure out who you are, right? You've got to figure out how to how to be I guess on the app and I got caught up in that and it started to feel more like a job than just me showing up on Instagram which is what I always wanted to do so in January I just kind of had this big revelation that I was like okay fuck all of this Mm -hmm. I will make sure everyone knows who I am Um, you know I let everybody in on the fact that I smoke weed that that's a regular part of my life just little things that some people may have thought Oh, like that's not important to share. But for me, it was. It was like I want to show up on my stories as if I'm just talking to my, you know, my friends are just watching, right? And Mm -hmm. because that's the, in my opinion, that's the easiest way to make this not feel like a job. And I do have, I have a job that is outside of this app, right? I have clients and programming and things like that that I do outside of Instagram. Instagram is a great way to get those clients, but my, I'm not a content creator in the sense of like. I have to do ads. I have to keep my feed looking a certain way. You know, I'm not, I'm not a content creator in that sense. So I was like, why do I, I don't, I don't have to be your act a certain way at all. So so Yeah. yeah, that doing that and talking about that in January was huge, was a big, was great for me. And it's easy to get caught up, I think, in that on this app,
0: for sure. Totally. And I think that like doing that, obviously at first you're going to have like a handful of people that are going to react or have negative things to say. Um, but I think that one thing I've learned about Instagram is you can really curate your space and the community that you have. Um, like you said, if you're just blunt and straightforward with people, Mm -hmm. um, like I rarely get, I please don't like please don't start sending them to me but i rarely get hate anymore right. people talking yeah. shit or you know it's like yeah. I, I got it's nothing nice. but love in my dms now right because yeah. i just was very straightforward with people like i'm not gonna play right. with you i'm not gonna argue with you right i just block people and do the same thing right I'm like
1: i'm not gonna entertain right. yeah like you are now not I'm worth lost. my energy <laughs> Exactly. And I, even when in 2020, it was 2020, I guess. Yeah. When I left certain companies and, you know, parted ways with certain, mm-hmm. that was also a turning point for me in the sense of not, I don't want to say I wasn't being myself. because I've always been myself on this app very much. Yeah. So. But little bit watered down right mm-hmm. or choosing when and when not to engage in conversations or say certain things or speak on certain things so in 2020 obviously lots of things that are very important to me I made sure to communicate those to my followers and lost thousands of them yeah. and I was pumped I'm like you're like
0: you <laughs> why were you here Right. Like, why were you here in the first place?
1: What would have ever led you to believe that I didn't think Black lives mattered, right? Like right. things like that, like, why, you know? So like you said, you really can curate your space. And uh, for me, the next step is trying to grow that space in the sense of making sure sh- you know, that the people that do join in know exactly who I am. So, you know, I've got, I'll put something in my bio, how you can pin posts. Now I went through my feed the other day and pinned like my top three posts. So I hope that when people come to my page, if they don't follow me yet, they see, they click on those three posts. And I think it really tells people who I am, what I'm all about and what's important to me. And you like to think that people, if they don't like you or you're not their cup of tea, will just go away. Sometimes they'll just watch and not follow or, you know, or whatever it is. But like you said, the hate is minimal. And anytime I do get it, it's just like a random spam page or like, you know, a troll or something ridiculous. So I think people know what it is at this point. It's like, nobody has time for that. And no one cares. They're just going to block you. And now I can block you and block any accounts you make. Too. So just go away. <laughs> yeah. Best feature ever. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yes.
0: I know people, There are some weirdos in the internet. I, I will say I that. I can't imagine. I, I, I I'm
1: like, I wish I had this free time. I don't wish I did, but I'm like, <laughs> imagine the free time it would take to create an account and then go mm-hmm. search someone and then go message them yes. shit. Yeah, it's such a weird phenomenon to me. Yeah, like, imagine okay, imagine enjoy.
0: how how miserable and unhappy miserable you must be miserable. in your own miserable. life to use your free time to like I literally think be about consumed in people you don't like. Like it's so I'm like, I'm imagine, like why?
1: like hmm, what am I going to call myself? Like underscore underscore dot 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 dot. You know, like, I'm like zero followers, zero like friends, like zero posts. I'm like wow, boring, but okay.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Get a life. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> uh so I want to talk about I Am Worthy Wellness, your business yeah. and your, sure. your coaching and how that's mm-hmm. going um and how yeah. that's growing too. Yeah. Yep. So it's actually
1: not growing right now and that's By design, Um, we took, yeah, so we made the decision. So we sold the house. Um, That was a good, like I said, it ended up being a great investment for us. And we were able to say, we're going to take three months off. So we've taken June, July, and we're taking August off completely. And that was very hard for me to even say, and I I say off completely, we still have people buying programs and but we're not really pushing it. Um, We're not doing any intentional marketing or trying to get people or doing any new programs or anything like that. Like that. So we've got our, you know, we have a base of clients and it's great and we connect with them, but not pushing anything until September. Because I said to Jeremy, I said, you know what? First, I didn't want to do it because I was so nervous. And I said, I can't do that. I have to work. I've got to do something. And then I said, you know what? I sat down and I went from when I left my job in 2019 up until just right up until June and kind of calculated the amount of hours I'd work and how much time I actually took off. And it these three months are more than more than deserved and more than needed and it's something I said if we're able to do it financially why wouldn't we do it because especially in this space when it's like it's not like I'm just showing up nine to five and I know exactly what I need to do it's ever-changing I've got to be creative I need my mind to be free you know sounds kind of corny but I need a free mind I need to have space in my brain to think of new things and to create new things and I didn't have any like I said I was literally drowned And just trying to get content out and trying to get programs created just to, you know, stay on top of things and to keep putting things out. And I said, this is not it. This is not working. And uh, what can we do? How can we get ourselves to a place that we can kind of breathe? So I've been... Relaxing, just enjoying the summer with my kids, and it's been so great. And I'm already now. I said to Jeremy a couple of days ago, I said, "Okay, we got to start working. Like, we got to start the program. We're gonna start this." And he's like, "No, we don't." He's like, "You said August was off too." So I've got a note in my phone that once September hits, it's just gonna be like my baby's gonna be so annoying. I'm like, I this idea, that idea. So it's been good because I think people think that rest. I think some people think that resting is, you know, lazy or I shouldn't and they say to themselves, Oh, you've got to be doing something. You're not being productive. But sometimes rest, especially when you're burnt out. Mm -hmm. or overworked rest is probably one of the most productive things that you can do
0: right it's why in
1: some countries they tell people you know in some countries they do four-day work weeks Mm -hmm. right and shorter hours and longer vacations and their productivity levels are way higher Mm -hmm. than us here in north america thinking that we are supposed to just work until we die right it's like you
0: can't 24 7 (laughs)
1: literally you lazy bum like (laughs) pull up your bootstraps like what Oh, my gosh. But yeah, so it's been probably one of the most productive things I've done for myself and for the business, because I know that once September hits, I'll feel refreshed. I've got yes. this nice little bulk of ideas. And yeah, and like I said, it's currently studying White Girls Gone Strong certification as well. So it'll be nice to kind of add that in once things get going again in the fall. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I think a lot of people are experiencing that burnout right now, right? Mm. I mean, the last yeah. few years have been <sighs> rough. <laughs> exhausting right yeah. like I don't even know yeah. how long it's been like it's just been it's been a I lot right <laughs> <laughs> like, <I'm> like two <laughs> years I'm like what? what? yeah I'm like
1: I'm, it out? yeah
0: yeah like a, whenever the world stopped since then like yeah. it's just mm-hmm. you know it's it's been a shit show for a lot of us yeah. you know and yeah. I know a lot of people are feeling that burnout um, mm-hmm. and it, it almost makes me sad to see people burnt out but still forcing themselves Right. To do these like crazy yeah. exhausting things, you know, within their right. wellness journey. Um, so I think yeah. it's just so important that people mm, hear a, that. How important that's rest so important. is, right? And yeah. obviously there are so many different forms of rest. That's a spectrum, right? right? It's not just one yes. thing. Um it right. can be it's whatever down, it needs, Right. It could be Yeah, it could just yeah. be whatever it needs it's, to be for you. And sometimes maybe it yeah. is just laying down in your bed watching TV. Right. I know for me that's Raving. like that's my favorite yes. type of, of off decompressing. Phone, not yeah.
1: Taking, yeah. I have to like take my watch off. I'm like, I don't even want any notifications. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it is. And I'm so glad you said that too, about especially related to folks on their wellness and fitness journey. Cause so many people will say, you know, I gained this much during the pandemic. I've got to get yeah. it all off. Now they're doing, you know, something that's extreme, right? Crazy. Overly, I'm seeing some real crazy. Right.
0: I've seen people doing like this, um, like gut balance diet. They're pretty much just eating probiotic foods and starving themselves. I see another trend right now where people are eating 800 calories a day, except on the weekends they're binging. It's just like, right. Right. It's crazy. It's like,
1: I know. And that's part of my, I need to get off of here. Some days (laughs) I'll see new, I'll see new gadgets pop up and it's like, Sometimes I just want to go off and I'm like, stop buying this, stop doing that. You got right. And then, but also yeah. you know, I always say to people, if it works for you in your journey and you're not stressed, this is the big part I like to say to people, because I don't give a shit what diet you do. I don't care. Right. Are yeah. you happy? Are you comfortable? And are you fed? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, are yeah. you starving? Well then, yeah, I'm sorry. Whatever you're doing is ridiculous. But if you're happy, you know, there's lots of people who do, for example, keto, lots of people do keto and really like it. Like there's keto mm-hmm. lifers out there. Right. Who love it. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Cause it's your life and that's yeah. good. And if you are okay, you're feeling good. You're actually, you're not starving, you know, whatever. And I just use that as an example, obviously, because that's one of the biggest ones, right? That I Mm -hmm. obviously don't do. It's not for me, but it might be for someone else. And that's fine. But it's the people who choose something, not because they want to do it, not because they enjoy it, but solely because they believe it's the only way that they are going to reach their goals. Mm -hmm. That's when the problem comes, right? And they're miserable. They're literally just miserable for weeks and weeks. And then, like you said, they're just binging and out of control. So I think Mm -hmm. it's important That people understand that you can hit your goals and reach your goals without a set timeline, and in a way that you feel comfortable. You can Mm -hmm. enjoy this. You can enjoy it. Is it going to be like you know you're you you at a big old party and it's the best thing every single day? Well, no, probably not, because change is never that way. Yeah. But you can be comfortable. You can have joy in the journey, and Mm -hmm. you can be fed. You should be fit. Probably most of you were under eating to begin with. Right. So I'm just so transparent about my own journey. And I, you know, I like to share what I eat all the time because people Mm -hmm. are like, you eat that much. I'm like, I work out a lot and I weigh over 200 pounds, of course. And you probably should be doing that too. So-and-so who's just running constantly and, you know, is 250 and running, doing cardio 24 seven and only eating a thousand calories. This ain't it. Like that's not going to work. It won't work. So I think it's important just to share that information, to demonstrate it, not to try and throw it down people's throats, because as you know, we all need to try something first, right? And especially if we saw a YouTube video and someone said, this is what it did for them, it'll do it for you. You become a little bit convinced. So you've got to fail at things yourself. You have to try things for yourself, but then it's nice to see somebody else doing something different and seeing them actually smiling and enjoying that and eating chips with their sandwich of, with real bread and that you can do that and still, you know, reach your goals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's also important for people to understand that like something might work really, really well for you and feel really, really good in one season of mm. your journey.
1: Right? And then one
0: day you wake up and it's just not suiting you anymore. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That is normal. You Mm -hmm. should evolve throughout your journey. You should, you should. Yeah. So, and then I I I see people trying to go back and I've done it too. I, you know, I've tried to go back to things that worked in the past and it's like, and then it triggers me. Right. And it messes me up mentally. And I kind of have to recalibrate myself. Um, so, and I was the same. Yeah. It's
1: like, it didn't. And I always say, and this is my biggest thing that I say to all my clients. I always say, they'll say, well, I one, you know, when I was, 25 and they're 30 now and they didn't have kids then they do have kids now they'll say well when i was 25 you know i lost 50 pounds doing this so i'm going to do that again yeah do you do you did you like it was it a good did it was well it worked you know i lost the weight but did you like it and was it something can you do that now in this season of your life is this Is this method real? This process is this process realistic to your current chapter? Mm -hmm. I always say season or your chapter. Is this method realistic? Be honest with yourself. And that's that kind of always checking yourself, like be realistic with yourself. Does this work for you right now? And if the answer is no, that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. you said, we're supposed to evolve. Our lives change. We don't stay in the exact same place. We're not the exact same person as we were five years ago. So the methods will probably change and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And information changes and science changes just because, you know, my mom only ate a thousand calories because that's what Jenny Craig said to do doesn't mean that that's what we need to do now, right? When we know better, we do yeah. better. I just use that example because that's what I saw growing up on Mag- yeah. Magazine,
0: right? Yeah. It
1: was like, lose 30 pounds in five days. I don't know, something ridiculous, right? Yeah, and via this diet and it's like, that's not it anymore. We know that, let's do better. Yeah. We yeah. can do this in a better way.
0: And, it, and if you're someone who does a diet and loses a lot of weight and then you gain it back and then some, I mean, that's that yo-yo right. dieting yeah mindset and and just because you lost the weight doesn't mean it was necessarily worked because if if your goal is to lose weight like it should also be your goal to like keep that weight off so that you can be healthy right yeah because like your yep. size, I mean, body diversity is real, right? Like our sizes yep. are, we should all be different. We shouldn't all be pursuing yes. the same type of body. Um, but something right. that I've learned through this journey is like just where my body is good and then how to stay mm-hmm. there, you know, because yes, as someone yep. who did lose and gain throughout my life, like that is what's yes, horrible for your health, right? To constantly yeah, be losing constant, and gaining yo-yo. weight. Physical yeah. and mental
1: health. Cause then mm-hmm. you're like, I did it. I'm a failure. Yes. I did, I'm yes. a failure. Why can't you stick to anything? To, you know, yes. it's this cause. Now you're beating yourself up and now you're getting more restrictive, which is actually mm-hmm. the opposite of what you should be doing. And I think um, Ben Carpenter here on Instagram, who I love to follow, I think he said one time, he said, you know, people always come to him and say, well, I want to do this diet for me. It worked for me before. He's mm-hmm. like, well, if you're doing it again, did it work for you before? Or did it, like you have to ask yourself, maybe it did and maybe something happened to come up and maybe it is a good method for you. But you've got to be honest with yourself. If like you Mm -hmm. said, if it's, if you lose it, and this is what I always say, because anytime people come and I calculate their macros for them, one, they're always like, are you sure this seems like too much? Because most people aren't eating enough to fuel their goals. But two, I usually extend their timeline, right? Because almost everybody comes with me with a really huge weight loss goal and a really short amount of time. So Mm -hmm. I always say I've adjusted your goal to create more sustainable numbers for you. And I can make the assumption, right, a pretty educated guess here that your goal is not only to lose the weight, but it is to keep it off. Right. So if your goal was just to lose weight, right, like say you had to meet goal for some, I don't know, some sport. Obviously, you know, there's people who would just go on a liquid diet for five days so they could drop five pounds. Okay, great. Will you be doing a liquid diet for the rest of your life? Right. Like, is that something that you're going to be? No. Right. So the goal for no, I don't think anybody on this app, the goal is not to lose, to just lose weight, period. It is to lose weight, comma, and maintain that. Mm -hmm. right so that's the piece i think people don't focus on they focus on getting to that number and then they create a timeline for themselves but the most valuable thing i've ever i've ever done for myself on this journey was to get rid of the timeline was to take it out right so now even now i mean i've been i was just calculating the other day in october i will have been in maintenance for four years right? Like I will have been in maintenance for four years, right? After losing, but I'm not Mm -hmm. being, I'm not my exact same weight that I was when I got to my lowest, because you figure out, like you said, you gain muscle, you start doing different things. You figure out what is a comfortable, maintainable Mm -hmm. weight and size and body, not even weight, body for me, right? Like a comfortable maintained. So this is the, I'm in the body now where I work out. I eat 2,500 plus calories. I can have, I go and have ice cream if my kids are getting ice cream. I'm not worried about those kinds of things, right? That's this size, this body for me. And I'm comfortable, right? So I figure that out. And you figure that out as you go. But the best Mm -hmm. thing you can do for yourself is take away the timeline. I do 30 Mm -hmm. day goals now. I'm like, I'm doing a 30 day program. I want to go focus on just a few 30 days. Then we'll see how I feel then. Not in six months, I'm going to be here because life, like I said, we don't know, life happens. Your goals might yeah. change. Don't stick yourself in a box. Go two weeks totally. at a time, go four weeks at a time, whatever seems doable for you. And then just keep going. Add yeah. another week to your goal, you know, keep going. But when we start out at the bottom of a mountain, if, you know, 100 pounds is your goal, if you say, I'm just going to lose 100 pounds, I'm like, well, how are you going to do that? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Great. Like, okay, well, let's lose... 10 pounds, 10 times, right? I know people have yeah. heard of that, but it's got, you've got to think of it that way. Otherwise you get, you know, a quarter up the mountain and you're like, whoa, this is way too hard. I suck. I can't do anything I set my mind to. I give up, you know, let me go drive through McDonald's, which is about, it. because yeah. I love a little, I love a little McDonald's, right? <laughs> but, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be, but then, you know, punish yourself and then you've convinced that you're a failure yeah. and there and starts the cycle again. And maybe totally. in six months, you're going to pick it back up. Right. We yeah. don't have to do, and I feel like it's a, it's such a form of self-sabotage that we don't even realize we're doing. It's like just totally. baby goals. Cause they all yeah. get you there. Right. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't you rather actually get there slower than trying to sprint there and becoming exhausted, you know, a quarter of the way through and
0: then just giving up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I, I know, think too, I know it's I,
1: easier said than done for those. I know it's, it, it, it's it gotta is. be it's, the process.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. And I think again, just to like bring a body diversity again, because I think when we're talking about weight loss, so many people like a- automatically in your mind, you think, okay, like I need to lose weight. I need to be my smallest self. Right. And you might discover right. through your journey that maybe yeah. that's not as important to you, right? Like maybe right. what's important, you to you will. you just want to be strong. You just want to feel you better in your that. body right? So you yeah. really start to learn that stuff. And, and when you, when you stop yeah. focusing so much on those very right. like lofty, very Strict. specific yeah. goals, those right? Yeah. In the box.
1: Right. And that's totally. a perfect example of being open to opportunities, be open to yeah. the possibility that you may get over. You may decide that I don't have to be right. Cause people always say, how can you help me lose these last five pounds? I'm like, well, what are they like? I know that I could eat pizza tonight and gain five yeah. pounds for tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm like, how really, you know, it's, you're there, you're at your goal. It is okay. Like you're good <laughs> yes. now, you know, change your focus. You can change your focus. And, uh, you know, my lowest was 40 pounds ago. And I, was, yeah. I said to Jeremy, I always see pictures and I'm like, why didn't you tell me I looked sick? Like I say that to him a lot. Like if I felt like I did, <laughs> right. And when I look back at them, but I was yeah. really focused in on that that number and getting there, Mm -hmm. so focused on it. And it's like, that was in less than a year. And then I started to gain and was like, I feel so much better. This is more realistic. And so it takes you as long as it takes you to figure that out and you're going through it yourself, but be open to learning along the way. Don't tell yourself that you have to get to a certain number that that number or that amount, that's gonna be it. Because I promise you, if you stay there, you're going to, you'll get there. And then you will be like, maybe a little more, it doesn't go away. So you might as (laughs) well change your thought process now, because that won't go away, right? You'll never be, if you only keep your thought process as, oh, I have to be here to be successful. It Mm -hmm. just keeps going. Like you're, you're never are satisfied. So you have to find satisfaction in the journey in other outlets, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, And I actually want to talk about something we didn't get a chance to talk about last time you were on the show. Um, And since we're talking about our bodies and weight and all of that, um, I want to talk about your last pregnancy because it wasn't something that you expected to happen. Um, And, and I see, (laughs) yeah. And, and I know for a lot of women who have like lost a lot of weight, like going through pregnancy really can be, it can take a mental toll. Mm.
1: Um, but I've noticed
0: that it's something that a lot of women don't want to talk about, um, because I would assume, you know, because you don't want to deal with the criticism, right? Like, so I'm just kind of curious what your experience was like going through your pregnancy and and how you took care of yourself. Yeah.
1: For me, it was actually such a blessing. So yes, it was not planned. And people, and anytime I say that, people are like, don't say that. I'm like, well, it wasn't. Like, obviously, Jerrion's the shit. We love him. He's the yes. best addition to our family. But he was very much the 1% and the 99% effective. Trust me, we still are like, no idea how this happened. Like, it was a massive conception. Like, it just was a whole. So yeah, it was not planned. We were very much done. I'd had my tummy tuck for crying out loud. Like, I was yeah. done. Like, I was, I was pumped with how I was physically my fitness. I was my fittest ever. I felt so good. It was awesome. Everything was great. And then I got pregnant. So my body obviously did change. Uh, I worked out. I only, I said to your. I think I took less days off than when I wasn't pregnant when I was with Jerry and I had so much energy it was great it was very different I'm so glad that I got to experience it for a couple reasons one because my pregnancies with the girls I was you know 300 plus pounds come mid to late end of the pregnancy and physically it was rough right I had no health complications but my knees my back my sciatic nerve I was at Cairo and massage like every couple days it just was exhausting by 20 weeks with both pregnancies Jeremy was having to lift me out of bed because I just couldn't get up on my own like it was so sad and I felt gross like I felt really gross and not gross in terms of because I was big but gross because I physically was incapable of everything I just was having to ask for his help all the time it was so draining and then with Jerriam I was like jumping around I was still teaching my classes I was you know it was great right up into the day I went into labor I called I called them and said you know I'm in labor should I come in they asked me how far apart all that stuff I told them they said no you're okay and I said to my OB I said can I get on my elliptical. She said, yeah, if it feels okay, go ahead. Like that'll probably help bring things along. So I was on, I remember being on my stories being like, hey guys, I think I'm in labor, like on the elliptical, which was so cool. I did a 30 minute elliptical ride the day I gave birth. While I was already in labor. Right. So it was just a nice experience for me. It was all almost kind of like full circle to be like, you were capable, you did this, right? Like you were, not that I didn't know that this was who I am for life, that this, you know, I'm never going back, but it really solidified it for me because if any time for a woman to say, you know what? I'm gaining all the weight. If there was going to be any time for that, it's during your pregnancy. Yeah. And it just really solidified for me that like, I did this, this is my new life. And I was able to keep this while also creating another. So it was very cool experience and postpartum gained some weight was not what I was before my body even changed. I have hips that I didn't have before. We laugh all the time. My tummy tuck loosened up quite a bit. Um, But that whole year, my whole first year postpartum, I didn't even, I wasn't concerned about it at all. And it was such a freeing year. It was so nice. That was a really transformative year for me. That first year of Jerian's life of just being like, well, this is my body right now. And I'll, it will change not on purpose, because i'm not choosing to but just because the things and the habits that i've already created for myself just naturally occur right eating habits the movement the water all of those things so i just made the conscious decision not to put any pressure on myself and i it just kind of all happened naturally you know folks some people like to make a certain goal, but I was just at a point where I was like, I've done that so many times. I know that I can do it. I'm not in a rush and I'll get to whatever fitness level I choose to when I choose to, if I choose to. And it was really relaxing almost and kind of freeing. And it was a nice reminder that again, you don't need to put a timeline on yourself, right? You don't need to say, I'll get here by this date because you'll get there. Right. And patience is important on this journey because nothing happens exactly on our own timeline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. Um, so that's amazing that that was your experience. So through, through your pregnancy, like, did you ever struggle with like, with the changes that were happening in your body? I hate and I, I almost hate saying this, but like I did not. Okay. Um, and I think yeah. No, That's I okay. Not that not was your experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I know people are like, ah, oh, must be nice, but you know, my other two were not so great. But yeah. no, I did not struggle with it. Um, I was fascinated by it more than anything because mm. you know the amount of people that were like, you're not pregnant. Oh, you're harming your baby, and your baby can't grow. Why would you have a tummy tuck and then have a baby? It's so harmful. Really, not knowing anything at all because having a tummy tuck has zero effect on growing a baby. Um, yeah. Your skin just isn't doesn't stretch as easily. But babies make room for what they need to make room for, so like they're fine in there. And I didn't really pop until I was like almost 30 weeks along. So if anything, I was just fascinated, wondering when my belly was going to grow because it was so big with the girls one it was already big but then two obviously there was lots of space so they were just all stretched out in there so yeah it was fascinating for me to kind of watch my body transform and then the way that it transformed you know after he was out so that was cool as well and I may I might still get a revision someday that's still a thought in the back of my mind I might do it I haven't fully decided but again I'm not closing the door on that. I'm not really, it's not wide open either. I'm just going to see how I feel eventually yeah. if I decide. Yeah. So that's an option for me too.
0: I love that. Uh, so yeah. something else I want, I want to talk about um, is I know you were just playing basketball, like on a team. Um, well and this is, Yes. This is this something that I um, like when I'm talking to friends, friends and family who like want to be more active and they like see me working out in the gym they're like but I don't like the gym like I always like to ask people like what did you do when you were a kid like what did you enjoy doing when you were younger like tap back into Mm -hmm. that inner child because that's how you'll find um like a new like love for fitness um so I love seeing adults playing like (sighs) team sports. So um, like my yeah. husband is a huge hockey player. He plays hockey Love twice it. a week. He's on a team now. It's so awesome! Yeah, um, so yeah, I just wanted you to kind of talk about that and your experience and like, yeah. so you've been playing basketball like best. your whole life, right? Yeah,
1: pretty much since I was 11. Um, okay. and once I was 14, it got a little bit more serious. I transferred high schools to go to a better school to have better opportunities coming out of university, went to university on a basketball scholarship. And then, yeah, after 2012, that was like over. So then I did a little bit of coaching and then that basketball ending actually contributed to my weight gain and not in the sense of it wasn't Mm. as physical, but my mental health suffered. Mm. Right. So it was a huge part of who I was and then it just ended and everything that came with that just ended. So that paired with the death of my dad, like that whole spiral was a huge reason as to why I gained a lot of the weight. And then of course my pregnancies and, It almost was like a full circle moment. I cried more this past basketball season than I have in a long time. And I cry a lot. Like I'm always crying. I cry a few times a week, easily, maybe daily. I don't know. Like I'm a crier. It's what I do. And it's it's all of what I do. But I just was so happy. This was like happy crying, like emotional and just so happy. And it was almost this full circle moment of like, the sport that I left in 2012 and that really caused me a lot of stress and depression when it was gone from my life. And one that I continue to try to play. And I actually was just talking to Jeremy about this last night. I remember trying to keep playing when I was like 250, 260, 270. Like I was trying to play and like pickup tournaments and things like that and coming home and being like out of commission for days because <laughs> my mm. back was so sore and my knees were so sore. And we were just talking about, you know. People, some people don't recognize that or understand that a lot of women have goals beyond the scale. And that that in itself is such an important message to share. It was like one of my biggest ones was like, I'm gonna get back on the court. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know in what capacity, but I could be so much better if I was just fit. And even when I was playing in university, I was the same. I couldn't really, I was fit-ish, but I couldn't really convince myself to take it to the next level. And so I said. I'm going to do that for me and be able to do one of my favorite things, which is to play ball. And it's fun for me. And then this opportunity came up and I was like, I don't know how or when, but I'm going to make a team and I'm going to play. And it was one of the best experiences of my life to date. And it was so fun. And I'm going to play again next season. And now I'm really like focused on, I'm going to train for that. Right, I've got a season, next season's coming up soon, I'm gonna start training for that. So like you said, people think I'm gonna do what that Instagram model did, or I'm mm-hmm. gonna do that workout that I saw on that page. It's like, no, I the amount of people that tell me they like to dance that I send to Zumba, it's crazy. I'm like, go to Zumba, it's Zumba. yeah, I love it. And then they're like, oh my, now they have friends, it's a community, mm-hmm. they're like, you know yeah. what I mean? They like to go do it, and you don't even realize that you're getting in this sweet workout because it's like I just like to dance and now I have like a whole group of friends outside of my home where I sometimes feel trapped and can't ever leave and you know it's like people women moms people need spaces outside of their homes outside of it all right and yeah know everyone knows what I mean when I say outside of it all because not yes. me of like every day go to work come home mm-hmm. eat the dinner. you know that is exhausting and you get so caught up in it, you don't even realize that you deserve something else. Because mm-hmm. You don't even think about that, right? You don't even think about like, I could and should be doing something different to kind of fill my cup. And it's just like yeah. constantly drained. And like you said, find what did you like to do when you were a kid? Did you dance? Did you play? I know I have lots of friends who say yeah, they started doing adult soccer, like in a women's league mm-hmm. or things like that. It's like, get online and look in your community. What is there to do? Like recreational, intramural, like those kinds of things. Go have fun when you move your body so you're not yeah. stressed all the time and thinking, I hate lifting
0: weights. I'm like, well, then don't yes. lift weights. You can know. gain
1: strength in other ways. Yes.
0: Yeah. When people are like, I hate going to the gym. And I'm like, then don't go to the gym. Don't like, there. yeah, you're like, if you don't like running, yeah. don't run. Like find, find something right. that yeah. you genuinely Running's enjoy. Running
1: thing to do if yes. you don't like it.
0: Yeah. Like, but you, you know, so often running, like, yes, yes you know, <laughs> and so often we see people trying to force themselves to do things yeah. that they think that they're right. supposed to do to be fit. And it's like, no, be- right. moving your body should bring you joy. It should, it should yep. fill your up mm-hmm. your cup, up, and it should be something that you look yeah. forward to doing. And if what you're doing right. is like making you miserable, just like your diet, right. just like your food, just like everything yeah. in our lives, right? Like it won't stick. It won't. Yes, stick. exactly. Yeah. And you're going to hate it. And then you're going to
1: have completely and totally negative connotations to it. And we'll yes. probably always feel that way for you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. Walking. Yeah. I tell people walk, go for a walk, get in the yeah. woods, put on your favorite podcast, you know, get on yeah. for real in your ears. Whatever yes. it is, <laughs> like walk. And I think people yeah. have come to this conclusion that walking's not enough, right? I'm like, but enough for what? Like what is what? Like just ask yourself, wait, why do I believe that? What is the it is enough. Yes. Walk. If all you if if all you wanna do is get on some walks, that's great movement, mm-hmm. great for your cardiovascular health great go walk right that's all I I did for for the first
0: yeah that's all I did for the first like six months of my journey was I just set a goal to walk one lap around the block that was it
1: and great for your joints it's not yes and and you know what honestly
0: yeah and at first it was hard it was really hard because I was someone who did not move at all um, but just right. that small commitment, something that I knew I could yes. do, you know, right. it has evolved over, you know, yep. four and a half years into what you see now and continues yep. to evolve. So, you know, yeah, don't sell yourself short. Don't.
1: And I think I'm so glad you said that because that's what I teach when I first start with folks is like, we are setting a one week goal and yeah. it is just one and it will be something min- Minimal. I'm not, it's not going to be, I'm going to run 5k. and You've never ran before. Right. It's going to be, <laughs> I will drink what right? I will drink one full 32 ounce bottle every day, right? Yeah. Or you know, maybe that's what I'm gonna do. If you drink more, great. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, I can drink 60. I don't care. We're going with 32. Because, yeah. like you said, you need to, it's mental. It's so much up here. Mm-hmm. So many people know it's not, it's not about the physical. Most people can do that if you told them, here's your food, only eat this and do only these movements. It's not about that. It's about being able to get up and do it and commit to it and be disciplined to Continue to do it. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to the building blocks in your brain mm-hmm. and to convince yourself that you're capable. So set one attainable goal for the first week and you're going to hit it every day. And then when you do, you're going to feel good about yourself. Right. And now I know that I can commit to something, whatever it is. Right. And now maybe you keep that same goal. Maybe you add to it. Maybe you add another one, whatever it is, but it's not a race. And the only way to get there and actually be ensure that you're going to get to the finish line of whatever it is, I don't like to say finish line because there isn't one. When I say finish line, it means maintenance and freedom from feeling like I have to only do this or I can't eat that or whatever. That's the finish line. That's the freedom on this journey and knowing it's fun and choosing to get up and eat the meals you eat and move your body the way you like to move your body because you want to. And it's something that you're choosing to do, not something that you have to do. And -and so-and-so trainer said that that was the program you had to finish, right? It's like to get to that space, you've got to convince yourself and prove to yourself that you're capable of committing to things. So start small because you will get there. And like you said, those are literal building blocks. And then, like you said, it was mm-hmm. four years for you. And I'm just about four years for me. And I still, tomorrow I'm doing a it'll, my updated pictures for, I just finished a 30-day program. And I still had to remind myself about getting on the scale tomorrow because I don't really get on it that much anymore. And it's pretty irrelevant for me at this stage in my journey. But yeah. Also, in hindsight, kind of always was pretty irrelevant. Right. And that's something I've learned over time. And I still had to say to myself, it really doesn't. I said, well, I'll probably update my weight just because, you know, I said that I would do a check in. But after this, when I choose a new 30 day process, new 30 day goal, I'm just going to leave weight out of it because I don't care. Right? So I'm still reminding myself of these things. So no, it doesn't get, you're not like, oh my God, this is the easiest, funnest thing in the world, but it is fun. You do can have fun in it. And you do start to recognize that you're capable of, well, like with you, with pole, it's like, I'm going to start doing this. It's really hard at first. And I might not be very good at it yet, but I will be because I know I can do anything I fucking say that I'm going to do. This is a goal that I'm setting for myself and I'm confident in myself and I know that I'm capable. And that's honestly one of the best feelings in the world.
0: It really is. that You can
1: set a goal for yourself and you know that you'll continue to show up for yourself. You have enough self-love, enough self-respect to when you make a commitment to yourself, you know that you're going to follow through. And you also know that you're capable of realizing if it's not for you or if Mm -hmm. something doesn't feel right, you know that you have the ability to recognize that and to pivot when you need to it's so freeing and I yeah. listen baby steps that's the way to get there mm-hmm. I know everyone says it but it's it's truly the answer take it slow there's no yeah. way it's not a race you don't need to be in a rush you're gonna get there and you want to get there in a way that doesn't leave you miserable for the next year eating only salad and <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah or something like
0: yeah like, seriously no if, you're, you. if you're boiling your yeah. chicken and steaming broccoli every day like yeah that's just not yeah it's not gonna it's going to last um, right and
1: I do yeah. feel like I have friends I have friends Marlena, who do like bodybuilding right yeah and that's a whole other side of fitness but I tell people don't compare yourself to folks doing things like that right in terms of that level of fitness because I say I'm like I'm that's not what I'm doing that's not a goal for me that's not you know they'll say well so and so is eating this and that way and carb cycling and blah blah I'm like do you need to make weight for an MMA fight or something like what is the where are you what's a realistic I said that to a client one time and they laughed and laughed but they were like you're right why am I so stressed I'm like why are you and sometimes we don't even we need someone to ask us a question like that to be like oh yeah Mm -hmm. like why do i why would i need to carb cycle right now how serious is i mean you can i guess but in the big scheme of things it's not that serious right like yeah it's not that serious it's like i keep talking about ben carpenter but i love um love his content he just said the other day he had a client ask him, he get, that said they get so much anxiety when they go out to eat at restaurants every once in a while, how can I track that food? And he was like, don't, right? Like you can have a meal that you don't track. And I know that's a whole other conversation. I know there's people that that's, you know, that tracking, that anxiety that comes around that. But if you're someone you're just trying to track, you want to make sure you stay in your deficit, it's like, it's okay to have a meal. so it's, Unless you're eating all three meals a day at a restaurant seven days a week, just go and have it, right? Yeah. Just go enjoy it and then you're fine. Don't do yeah. on the scale as soon as you get home from the restaurant. And yeah. Just, you know, go about your life. And, you know, I hope, I think the content you share, the content I share and lots of other folks that we know and love in this space, I've really loved seeing that kind of over the years, that become a reality that folks are sharing more of that, right? Like I think that that's important to be like, like Felicia, love her, right? Like eating a donut, like good. You can eat it and show other people that you are, right? And people will say, oh my gosh, you have ice cream with your kids. I'm like, yeah, you should too, (laughs) right? Like you have ice cream too. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's there's sadness in it. Cause I've been there many, many years ago too, depriving myself of things that I really wanted. Um, but I think in hindsight, it's like, you didn't know what you didn't know at the time. Yeah. And you, that was the headspace I was in then. And I would have loved to see certain people that I get to see now on social media back then. Right. I would have loved to see that like long before I was even Jasmine losing it. I would have loved to see a lot of the people that I get to see on this space. Now, those messages would have been so helpful. So so that's part of the reason why I share, right? Because it's yeah. like people. I know that it's. I know it's things that people need to see. Someone yeah. asked a question. And I feel like I wanted to see it. Do you? Yes. Yeah. you should unfollow someone who triggers our mental health? Like, don't eat this. Don't drink a gallon. Insulin.
0: Yes. Yes. Definitely. Easy. Definitely. Easiest,
1: easiest yes in the world. Literally the easiest <laughs> yes in the world. Yes.
0: Immediately. Yes. Like
1: immediately. Yeah. immediately unfollow anybody Mm -hmm. unfollow anyone who makes you feel shitty Mm -hmm. about yourself as a person right in your body whatever I do think it's good to follow pages of people who might share a different view from you in some senses I mean you've got to know not values. Okay. I think it's very yeah. important to follow people who share your values, right? Yes. Values. But if there's someone else who may have a different perspective about something, yeah. Um, I think it's good. Or maybe people, someone who you're not, um, or a culture or a person or some that you're not well-versed in and you'd like to learn more about that, or maybe change your bias or perspective, that's good. But in terms of especially the health and fitness space, the amount of shit and lies and crap that is shared every Mm -hmm. single day, it just makes my blood boil. And I think it's because, not because people are full of it, not because people know they're full of it, but they're just doing it to make money, but Mm -hmm. because the people who are not bent they are benefiting off of other people's vulnerability and yes. that drives me nuts because yes. i've been that vulnerable person at one point in my life we all have right that i've done a smoothie diet before totally when i first got together i did a smoothie diet oh my gosh a uh, green leaf diet like all this yep. stuff I'm like and i felt like shit
0: yeah, and the raspberry ketones oh and the the diet pills. Oh my god, I remember being a right. teenager Water watching pills. infomercials, yeah. ordering hydroxy cut right. and shit. Yeah. Oh
1: totally. God, and Instagram
0: not- Yes, and Instagram is like the new version of like infomercials. I swear, when you follow yeah. certain if you're following yep. somebody, oh, a huge red flag for me is always someone who bounces around from thing to thing and swears that right. that's the thing that everybody needs to be doing, or that's the problem for everyone. Right. Wellness right. is it's right. way too nuanced for there to be one yes. answer for everyone. Right. If there was, then we would right. all have it figured out. Like Then there'd be no
1: this, there'd be no this. There, if there yes. was a secret, it's like, yeah. there's literally, I mean, the secret <laughs> is- calorie deficit and you know, that's the science right the science yeah. is there of that part yeah but the secret is to find what works for you so yes. there's no one secret the secret yeah. is to figure out what works for you and yeah, yeah. anybody saying this is the way this is mm-hmm. the only way you, yeah. they're wrong. it's the biggest red flag in the world they're just wrong because it doesn't yeah. even it doesn't even matter what they're saying because there's yeah. no one way to go about yeah. it because how would there be the only way there'd be one way is if we were all the exact same human being and shared the same DNA had the z- same 24 hours in a day and mm-hmm. we don't right and all will have the same brain it's like yeah the, like you said it's so nuanced you, you can never say that there's a secret or that they have found the you know the one thing and the one yes. gadget that you need to buy and, yeah no
0: and anybody you're following so that you feel like is shaming you yeah unfollow mm. unfollow if someone's making constantly
1: comparing yourself yeah you feel like i wish i wish i looked like them i wish i had their life one yeah like you said we don't know what people's lives are like for real no one knows everything even people who you like literally blog their whole life they, the camera's still on right? yeah no nope, you just, you know it's like we don't know anybody's full life and yeah it's easy to show what we want to show and what we don't want to show. And I think people need to understand that. And every, like you said, everything can look peachy and we never know what people are going through. And it's like, I cry a lot. I get stressed. I'm (laughs) burnt out. Yeah. But I know other people are too. So I hope people see that and they're like, it's okay. Like, all right. Other people are going through it as well. So
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Big
1: unfollow.
0: Yeah. Don't be afraid to unfollow unfollow or or even mute people. I understand that you can build friendships with someone and maybe you, you really like this person, but the content they're currently putting out is affecting you. If anything is affecting your mental health, like you have to prioritize that over other people's feelings. Like that's just what you have to do you have to.
1: And that is a form of self-sabotage mm. that we engage in on a regular basis yes. and that was the people-pleasing aspect of my life that it was like I've got to say yes to this person. I was a I always said yes anytime anyone asked me to do anything. It didn't matter if it was big or small, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if I had the time to do it. <laughs> I would always say yes and I would just end up crying while doing it or a project that I would take on that I knew I didn't have time for, but I didn't want to say no. And like, I think back to that now and I'm like, the Jasmine now would never. I'm like, nope, sorry, <laughs> can't, Yeah, like, can't do it. Like, don't, yeah. Like, I just can't do it. Like, even at work, I used to always be like, sure, I can do that, like drowning over here. But now I'm like, sorry, I just don't have the time for that. I don't have the capacity. It's not something I can do right now. And usually yeah. the thing is, once you do it once, once you kind of like rip the bandy, yeah. you realize people are like, okay, you know, maybe mm-hmm. next time. And then they move on. Yeah. But in your brain, you create this like huge phenomenon. <laughs> they're going to hate you. And like, yes. they're going to talk about you. And you're like, no, they don't really care. Right? Yeah. Like our brains convince us otherwise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if they do and they're wildly upset, like that is gonna have way more to do with that person right. than it has anything right. to do with you. Yeah. I exactly. I um, I personally have never really been a people pleaser. I've always been very good at saying no. So right. that, is, that is one aspect yeah. that I don't personally <laughs> relate good. to. Yeah, but no that's um, good. I've around. But trust, I got plenty done. of other areas to work on. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because we all have shit. Yes, we all yes. have shit and we are all trying to do our best. We're all trying to be happy. We're yep. all trying to take care of ourselves and the people we love. Yes. And at the end of the day, there's life's way too short to follow people on Instagram who make you feel shitty, yes. to engage in diets or exercises that you hate and that are making mm-hmm. you miserable. It's way too short.
0: Yes. You can reach your goals and be
1: happy and have fun Mm -hmm. all at the same time and hopefully those goals will grow beyond the scale because that's when the fun really happens yeah I don't think there was ever a time that I was on the scale regularly that didn't cause me stress that like lead up to stepping on I'm like ugh! like thinking about it now it's like what's it gonna say like oh my god I had so much invested in that and yeah, I broke up with this scale. I did a YouTube video back in 2019 and I just was like over it, not getting on anymore. And that breakup was the best breakup of my life. And yeah, it's very freeing, very freeing for sure. That's awesome.
0: And I will say too, um, not even just on the internet, a lot of people still have people in their real life that drain mm-hmm. them, that, that are yep. toxic. Um, That's you the know, next step. A, a yeah, lot a of harder. us, yeah, a lot of us hold on to relationships, you know, simply because we've known someone for a long time or we're afraid to lose that friend, you know, but you really have to prioritize yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, is it serving you? Yeah. Season. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, so I have one more question for you. Um, what, when's the wedding? (laughs) 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 good question people ask us that all the time
1: we we don't know we talk about it sometimes probably not for a very long time and maybe not ever I don't okay we might have a party I don't know like neither of us are religious at all yeah um so that aspect of things is not a factor for us or not anything that we're concerned about um we take commitment very seriously on our end in terms of we have three children. We've owned and sold two <laughs> homes. You know, we, I don't think at this point we can get any more committed. I don't know what else <laughs> three human, like raising three humans and a dog together feels like the biggest commitment to me ever. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to have, so our goal is to do a big party, right? Like we just want to have a big party with all of our friends and I might want to wear a dress. Like, I don't know. Like we, we're not really sure, but the goal is a big, huge party. Cause that is something we both, love you know we have great friendships that we've had for a long time and a great yeah. group of friends and we love when we all can get together and obviously that hasn't happened in the past couple of years and hasn't been able to happen so we were planning on doing one in 2020 having that party and then obviously the world shut down so it's back on the radar so we're thinking like we said maybe next summer we'll do a party maybe the summer after we're just at a point where we want to invest and spend our money on like building Mm -hmm. and growing and we know we don't so when we do have a party it will be like a low cost like I will probably have like pizza for people like like that kind of thing it'll be very relaxed low-key vibe for sure that's just Jeremy and I's kind of overall vibe anyway so Yeah. yeah I don't know we don't know we're so nonchalant about it I just said just the engagement for me and the children in the house that's I'm not I think in terms of weddings neither of us are very we're just pretty relaxed about it yeah yeah
0: I love that just a big party to celebrate your love and your commitment to one another
1: yeah and that's that's really what we want to do
0: yeah Yeah. as someone who works that's
1: changed for me over the years like I don't I don't envision walking down an aisle like I don't yeah I know that this isn't a lot of people's but I don't care about that yeah just for me right now and, and it just isn't something that at this point I'm like oh my god We're like, let's build another house. Let's, you know, do this. And we're like talking about getting another dog and like, you know, that kind of stuff. So for me personally, and that, comes into play with the whole just doing what's best for me. Mm Because I do think a lot of people end up spending a lot of money and having weddings that they really kind of didn't want to have for other people. Expectations. Yeah. Right. That's what I did. You know, Jeremy has family that's like, oh well you have to invite so and so and I'm not inviting them. I don't know who they are. (laughs) Like whatever, right? So we're both very much the same in that sense. And he's always been a I give no fucks and I'm not catering to anybody kind of person and he levels me out in that sense. He he almost cares not like I'm like can you care a little about that he's like don't care right like he's just a whole other
0: that's me but I feel like that's how relationships are like my husband is very much so like you like he likes to make other people happy and yeah you know is very worried all the time about what other people are doing and thinking and me I'm like yeah don't give a fuck don't care (laughs) <laughs> right
1: yeah which is a nice leveling it's a yes, good leveling out. it is it is so, you gotta right.
0: you so couldn't have two people that plan. thought this yeah two people who are like yeah. the same like that's just not you gonna gotta work give and take right. yes so absolutely. yeah I think that
1: that that decision comes in as another aspect of my whole, like, got to take care of me and do what's best for me and do yes. what makes me happy. And that's a part of it too. So when you adopt that kind of a lifestyle and you start working on your inner self and making mm-hmm. sure that it all starts with just knowing that you need to take care of you first. And then the rest, there's an overflow. When your cup is so full, it all, you know, it overflows into the people around you and the people that you love. So, yeah. so many things happen that you don't even know will happen. Yeah. You can't even plan because yep. you don't even know me taking care of myself turns into me not having a wedding, but I didn't even realize I didn't even want one. Yeah, right? because it just was the thing to do. Right. That's yeah. what you do. You get yep. engaged and then you have a big wedding. Right. Yep. And lots of people, I think, just fall into that. But mm-hmm. it's nice to see, especially since the pandemic. Lots of people just having, you know, small little family, beach weddings, courthouse, and then saying, you know, not to say that the big, huge wedding isn't great, but it's only great if that's what you want. Right. right? If that's what you want to have and it feels good to you, then do that. If you want to go up to the courthouse or you want to just, you know, go to, pizza place and sign papers and you know you and just your husband or wife or whatever yeah then that too right again it all comes back to there's no one way to do anything Mm -hmm. right there's no one way to do anything the best way to do something is the way that makes you feel good and works for you your partner your life so that constant state of comparing yourself to others it's really just a waste of time and energy because they're not you and you're not them so
0: Definitely. Yeah. I, I will say for me, like, I, I mean, I work in the wedding industry because I'm a photographer. So I, I do photograph right. a lot of weddings. So I get yeah. to see all the behind the scenes and the messiness yeah. and the, the real yeah. stuff. And it, um, yes. and right. the, the wedding industry all as a whole sake. is a lot like yeah. the diet industry. You know, there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, convincing you that you need all these things so that people can have more yeah. of your money. Um, mm-hmm. I know for us, when we were planning yeah, our like wedding, that. we dealt with, uh, I dealt with a lot of criticisms because I had a backyard wedding and we were doing everything ourselves right. because I didn't want to spend a oh, lot. Right. I, I mean, some yeah. people spend 30, 40 plus thousand dollars oh, just for, no. and for me, I was like, I'm no, like, I could have
1: bought a brand new minivan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a down, that's a sizable down payment on a home that's, Right, you know, right. so yeah. we do live in this culture where it's almost like you have to have these big extravagant weddings to like be Mm, with everybody else. And so often I see people like losing sight of like what the whole point of a wedding is, which is to celebrate your love and your commitment to one another. And a lot of these people end up divorced, you know, within a year or two of these extravagant, expensive weddings. Right. And still
1: paying for the wedding.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you gotta, you just gotta do what's right for you. And and we ended up, we eloped and we had a backyard wedding. So we kind of did both. Yeah, yeah. So, I love it. You know, so you fun. just got to do you and, and my husband, of course, right. was very concerned about what family would think and what other people would think about it. And I was like, Right, yeah, fuck everybody else. Like, this is supposed to be about fuck. us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <You> right. <know? laughs> and if people... And this is and I said when Jeremy and I kind of made that decision that we're probably not going to have a big wedding and I told my mom she was like okay you know whatever yeah. if, if it's just you guys and the kids cool if I'm there yeah. cool and I know not everybody has family like that Yeah. Um, and that, that can be a part of it too and sometimes you just end up doing it for your family but yeah. also at the same time it's like you've got to do the work on yourself you've got to you mm-hmm. owe it to yourself can't be a people pleaser forever you are literally slowly killing yourself from yes. stress stress kills and it you're does. are killing yours. It does. And if you're constantly worried and family is one of the worst. And like you had said earlier, it's like sometimes cutting people out of your life. It's got to happen. Yeah. And I know that that's hard. It's easier said than done. But at the end of the day, at what cost, right? Yeah. Like, are you willing to give up your own sanity and your own mental health and your own happiness to please somebody else, you know? It's like you said, we're in a culture where it's a lot for show, a lot for Mm -hmm. other people. But I think we all need to turn it inward a little bit and make sure that we feel good and that we are happy first. Because those who love you and those who really genuinely care about your happiness will be happy if you are happy. Mm -hmm. Right? Like if you're following your path, you're doing what works for you, those people will feel happy for you. Yes. And I think that that's important because, you know, it, you know, it's. and I know I've been there. We all have a narcissist around us and, or have or in our families. Or, yeah, oh yeah, You know, it <laughs> happens. Yeah. I mean, a lot, I shouldn't say all, but most of us have experienced that and I know it's hard, but change is hard, right? Yeah. And finding your happiness is hard. And when we live in a society that puts all of our success on how much work we do and how much time we spend taking care of people and pleasing other Mm -hmm. people and doing for others it's hard to get yourself out of that trap but you've got to get yourself out of that trap
0: yeah yeah absolutely man we've talked about
1: a lot of things
0: I know this has been (laughs) so much fun but
1: but they all come back to the same thing Yes. Right? Prioritizing yourself, taking care of yourself, yes. doing what works well for you. It literally all yeah. well comes back to that.
0: Everything yeah. in life. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us or joining me oh yeah. <laughs> um, and having this conversation. Um, I just adore you so much. You're just so amazing. And ah, you you. Oh, you are the type you. of a person that I love to follow in this space. Um, and I just hope you keep mm, doing you. So. And, the and feeling growing. is very mutual. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, anything else? Yeah. It- yeah. Anything else you want to leave nope, with hi- our listeners with?
1: <laughs> that question, you're always like, um, it's going to be something great. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think I just... <laughs> This is my time to shine. No, I just want to reiterate um, for anyone listening, even if you're not on a fitness journey, you're not, it's not a focus of yours. Like Marlene and I have been saying, it all comes back to, you've got to find time. And I know, listen, like I said, I did social work and I've, you know, I've seen a lot of different folks go, you know, with different lives and different realities and different things that people are dealing with. I know that not everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. And I know that a lot of the things we're saying is, nice to say. And a lot of people might be listening and thinking like, oh, well, that oh, good for you. But I can't do that. I have these responsibilities. I have to do this. And I get that. But I think it's important to understand that you can still find time for you and you can still take care of yourself in even in small ways, a smaller way. If you really feel like it's not possible for you to take time for you, it's still possible to find small moments and you've got to do it. Really like you really have got to go find your moments and then hopefully as you start to find even five minutes a day for you, it starts to feel so good that you recognize maybe I can take 10. Right. And now I can take it. Now I've got an hour to myself a day or a week or, you know, whatever it might be. But like Marlena said earlier, it could be just laying down and watching TV. It could be turning off your phone. It could be going for a walk. It could be reading a book, writing in a journal, you know, whatever it might be. Finding, going and sitting at a coffee shop by yourself for 20 minutes and just being alone in silence. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever it might be. You've got to find ways to fill your cup because, we're constantly drained by Mm -hmm. others around us and you've got to find ways or you will eventually burn out and it's harder to come back from that when you really hit that rock bottom. So if you're in a space now where you think, yeah, I could maybe do that, do that five minutes like commit to five minutes a day to just for you whatever it is and just go do it and you will start to flourish eventually if you continue to keep that pattern and it's so worth it it's honestly life-changing and it's freeing and you deserve you deserve that you deserve five minutes like that's what I'm leaving you with you deserve five minutes yes you do